How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Haven Podcast for episode three. This one covers latest and greatest in video game news, rumors, etc., and my amazing, incredible opinions. Sarcasm for those that are new to the show. So, with that said, we've got a lot to get to this week. Um, so, let's go ahead and just jump into it and let's have some fun, right? So, first bit of news that's going on today, um, well, broke last week. We got a trailer on the official Nintendo page for Minecraft. That's right, you did not mishear me. As we know, Minecraft's been on the Switch, and they released a trailer on their official page showing, announcing and showing crossplay for Minecraft officially between the Switch and the Xbox One. I'm not gonna lie, I, seeing that trailer and watching someone use, on the because it starts off with the official Nintendo Switch logo and then boom it goes to a split screen you got this kid on the right playing with switch controller and then you got this gal on the left playing with an xbox controller and i just thought it was the coolest thing in the world on their official twitter page they had a cute back and forth between the switch xbox minecraft sprinkled some stuff in also a little bit of shade towards sony and their inability and they just don't want to be involved in this so let me start this by saying this off the bat if rules were reversed and let's say in the standings, Xbox was the, the number one platform for consoles, right? This would not be happening. This whole push that we've had the last two years or so for cross-platform play, especially coming from Xbox and specifically Phil Spencer, the head of Xbox, I don't think this would be occurring if Xbox was number one in the standings. However, the difference is we're at a point now in which... It's something that I think the average gamer is like, duh, this is a no-brainer. I did, And Xboxing, their messaging kind of, I think, in the route they're going to go in the next generation too, is play whatever games you want on whatever device you want with whomever you want. And I think that's kind of a future multiplayer perk that we're going to see you know, happening in gaming. We're seeing it now. So keep in mind, Minecraft, regardless if you play it or not, and it's been out for a while... Mojang, the developer, is owned by Microsoft. They did not pull the game from any platform. They still support it extremely well with new content. So Minecraft's a big fucking deal still. A lot of people fucking still play Minecraft. Now you look at the other side where you have a game like Fortnite. A shit ton of people play Fortnite. The numbers don't lie. Now you have two of the biggest IPs out in the video game stratosphere that everyone's enjoying together in cross-platform play. The only person that's absent at the dinner table, though, is PlayStation. And their whole reasonings that they've given publicly as to why they don't get involved is, is fucking bullshit. Like, it's, it's so fucking stupid. It's ridiculous. However, when you're the number one platform, you don't have that pressure and stress to include more people. So I see it from Sony's standpoint where they're like, well, yeah, why would we give our why would we give people the choice of playing a huge popular game like Minecraft or Fortnite on any other platform but our own? And this kind of ties back to last week too when the news came out when they officially released Fortnite for the Switch that if you have say hypothetically you've played Fortnite up to this point on your PlayStation, right? you've created an Epic Games account. So you have a Switch, and you're like, dude, I've been playing Fortnite like 
fucking mad, dude. Like, this is my game. This is my jam. I got a Switch. I want to take it with me on the go and play Fortnite on the go. So when you log into the Switch version and you're like, oh, here's my credentials, my login info for my Epic account, boom, you get hit with this message of, uh, sorry, not going to happen. So I don't know from what I've researched, I couldn't find a defined or a definite answer. I don't know if this is from Sony, from Epic, or a combination of both because just today I saw that they announced a Fortnite PlayStation bundle coming out, which I, I'm not here for the conspiracy theories, believe it or not. But I really hope that's not the case because that's really fucking shitty. That if you guys have a partnership, cool. But when it comes to partnerships that just exclude people because of a platform, it's fucking ridiculous. And it goes something back to it goes back to something I heard Phil Spencer say when he was being interviewed post E3 on the Giant Bomb podcast, where he used the example of he doesn't understand it, where, for example, if he has a son who owns a console, say an Xbox, and his friend owns a PlayStation, and they want to get together and play the same game, why they can't? Because they have different platforms. And so, I, I, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just, it's very anti-consumer to me. I mean, if you're a PlayStation, you're in the driver's seat. You've sold how many millions of PlayStation 4s? Everyone has a PS4 at this point. You have nothing to lose with this. And so you're still, and I'm sure it comes down to money where PlayStation's like, well, would we get a cut of the Minecraft stuff and everything of DLC? I'm sure that plays a part in it. They don't want their player base, you know, getting involved in the Xbox achievement system and that whole Xbox Live ecosystem. I can get that from a business side. So until fans of PlayStation start bitching and moaning and get off their fucking chair and go to their door and keep banging it down on Sony to say, we want this. We need this future for our platform. That's the only way you're going to see them get looped in. But right now, PlayStation's on the outside looking in on this. And this is a big thing that the more and more games do this, especially now that we have two very huge IPs that are doing this in Minecraft and Fortnite, people are, are going to take notice. They have already taken notice, I should say. And they're like, this is fucking ridiculous. Why isn't PlayStation a part of it? So to kind of give you some backstory along with it, if you play Fortnite, from my understanding, you can play if you're on a PS4 with PC people, but not with Switch or Xbox. On Minecraft, similar situation. So just seeing this overall trailer of two behemoths in this industry, Microsoft and Nintendo, putting their bullshit aside and coming together and being like, yeah, this is a cool kick-ass game that we're finally opening up the gates, the gates and connecting arms to allow players to play this game with whomever they want, whenever they want, on whatever platform they want, I think is pretty fucking kick-ass. And I think kind of looking from the feedback that I've been seeing, this is, this is an issue that's not going away for Sony. So they got two options, either keep their head dug in the sand like they've been doing, or they just buck up and they make the switch. And they tell those devs that are trying to do cross-platform play, yep, this is good to go. Let's go ahead and give the green light for this and everything like that. This is something that I think we're seeing as the future of video gaming, in my opinion. And Microsoft hasn't been quiet about it. They've made it a point of emphasis that, I mean, in, in about two years or so, when the next Xbox you know set comes out, the next wave of consoles, the next generation, I think you're going to see Microsoft go all in on streaming. 
all in Netflix and say, hey, it doesn't matter what you play or what you play on. You're going to have your differences, of course, if you're playing on a fucking Surface tablet compared to Xbox, Scarlet X, or whatever the fuck they're going to call it. Yeah, there's going to be a difference graphically in frame rate, but you're going to see that piece together. And you've seen Microsoft over the last couple of years under Phil Spencer's leadership try to bridge that gap between PC and Xbox as much as possible. And I think that's a good thing. But on a real quick side note, um, Phil Spencer, if you ever listen to this, I need someone from Microsoft to explain to me why the fuck that Gears game that you guys announced at E3, the tactical thing that's kind of like XCOM, as well as the new Age of Empires, is not coming to Xbox. And it's PC exclusive. That is fucking stupid. Like, I, that those two announcements fucking pissed me off. Where I, I just don't understand it. You're trying to bridge the gap, but yet... You're saying fuck you to your Xbox fans? Like, I'm confused. You need more games than ever before. And I'm not talking about this exclusive. The, the whole exclusive argument to me is is an old argument. It's an argument that was made five years ago or plus to justify exclusives. And at the end of the day, you just have to have kick-ass games. So do you still need, as a studio, to make games? Absolutely. But if you think of it this way. You're Xbox, right? You got the new... The new Gears of War 5, that's supposed to launch next year. Let's use that as the example. You got Gears 5, right? So you have how many Xbox One install base so far, right? Okay, cool. If hypothetically you were to go and release it on the PlayStation, what the fuck would actually happen? You would sell a shit ton of more units. And this idea that, well, you know, games sell sell units, you know? Like, you gotta have those exclusives to move, to move your consoles and stuff like that. You can't take them at a loss. Okay, that, that's a fair argument. A fair argument that, to me, in my opinion, was relevant five years ago, if even that. Maybe probably a little bit more than that, to be honest with you. I still think you need to have games and platforms. You can't, if you're going to have a healthy, sustained success in this industry as a console manufacturer, you have to, you got to have games. There's no question about that. But I don't see the issue of why you can't release Gears 5 on your Xbox platform or any of your selected devices and PC, right? And then a year later, if you're that fucking worried about it, hey, here it is. It's on Switch now. We were able to get it to run. Uh, here, it's on PlayStation. Go wild. You know, it's like almost a second breath of life. It's like a movie that's in theaters, and it's just, boom, it's hitting the market all over again for a different, a different audience. So I think we're going to see things go more towards that route than ever before. It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to be a slow burn. But I think eventually we're going to get there. So it's just really, really cool to see this come together, though, back to the main point. Where I never thought I would see an Xbox controller on an official Nintendo ad together playing. I think that's really cool and it builds really well. And if I'm Microsoft, I'm making a call. You got this partnership with Nintendo so far. You guys have been really chummy and good. That's cute. That's great. Give it some more time for the relationship to marinate, more trust to build. And I'd fucking go to them and like, hey, do you want the Master Chief Collection on Switch? If we can get it to fucking run? Cool. All right. Um, give us um, Donkey Kong. It's been on your platform on the, out on the Switch for how many years now? Cool. Go ahead. Like, we'll make a deal for it. Like, And I think little by little, we can start seeing similar stuff like that happen. And I think that's really, really positive and great for the industry. And more importantly for the fans. Anyone that's a gamer, like, that's my issue with, like, exclusive DLC and exclusive marketing shit. And that's, you know, and that's been my problem with Xbox before Phil Spencer got there. It was always exclusive, world premiere. And it's like, fuck you, just let everyone play everything. That's why the Destiny 
deal with Bungie, Sony, and Activision for exclusive shit for over like fuck you like that was so this is a third party game i get it if you own the ip you know or sony did they can do whatever they want but i mean i think mostly that had to do with it had to be money at the end of the day i don't know if bungie still has a chip on their shoulder with microsoft and how they treated them when they owned them with the whole halo debacle but at the end of the day it's just, just get rid of this exclusive shit across the board dlc video games open up the fucking borders so to say and just everyone have fun you charge people reasonably so everyone can geek out and game on their own platform with whomever they want whenever they want i think that's that is really really cool so moving kind of quick notes here um next thing on the docket is um props to bethesda i read this the other day for those that are following the development of fallout 76 it's bethesda's big game that launches in november of this year at E3 and even before that, when they released the teaser trailer detailing, not detailing, but showing what Fallout 76, announcing it, if you will, they had a cover of Country Roads, uh, the classic John Denver song. I've been listening to that thing on fucking YouTube on repeat. That thing is so, so good. So I was happy to read that starting on the 4th of July, good old US of A, on iTunes, you can purchase the song. 100% of the proceeds go to Habitat for Humanity. So I'm just glad to see Bethesda giving back and everything like that. I'm sure they'll they'll make the money up somehow when the game comes out. You know, I'm sure the, the song will be in there and they'll make a pretty penny. But they don't have to do this. They do. I think it's always really good when you have people in really good positions that, that can give back and help something a little bit. So hopefully the money goes there or the full amounts go. There's no shady shit. Uh, you know, one of the Red Cross repeat and everything like that. And I hope it's just really awesome and really good. On the next bit of news, good old Telltale Games. So, <clears throat> Telltale, they, for people that may not know, they make, they license a lot of like really popular IPs from The Walking Dead to Game of Thrones. They did Batman recently. So that's kind of their deal and they're very story narrative based, not combat. So these guys have their own in-game engine, which runs the game. They've been using the same fucking engine for 10 years, and it is extremely outdated. I played episode one of the Telltale Batman game, and it was cool. It was fine, but I had a really hard time with it. This thing was running like a piece of shit on the Xbox, and I was like, I just, I can't get through this. So it's it was an S. So, I mean, you know, that thing's, that's a piece of work in itself, if you want to even call it that. Um so I'm I'm glad to see that they announced that, hey, we're, we're doing a new engine. It doesn't look like they're building anything. They're using the Unity engine, which is pretty popular. So that engine will, um, the first games that are coming out that will feature said new engine, pretty excited about this, is Stranger Things. They're doing a Stranger Things Telltale. I'm really fucking stoked to see it, even more now that they have a new engine. So I'll be deep diving into that day one when it comes out. I'm really, really excited to see how they do that. And then it will also, the next game that's going to have it, uh, the new engine is going to be The Wolf Among Us Season 2. So I played the first Wolf Among Us. That was really fucking brilliant. So I'm very, very excited to see what they do with the second season. Um, on another video game front, just chugging along here, Captain Spirit, or The Adventures. The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit is what it's officially called. So for people that may not know, this is part of, as I like to call it, the life, the, yeah, the life queue. LiftQ? Yeah, LiftQ. That sounds good. Life is Strange Connected Universe. If you haven't played Life is Strange, it's fucking depressing. Um, it's like watching... It's a less 
depressing version of 13 Reasons Why, but it's really fucking awesome. It's really, really good. It's been out for a while. If you haven't played it already, please do. Don't go in there for the action base. It's kind of similar in vain to Telltale, but a li- definitely a lot different. They they have this new game come out called Captain Spirit. It's free right now on the PlayStation Network, on Steam, and on the Xbox. Um, I have it downloading right now. I cannot wait to play it. The first early reviews, I've seen it from other people. They say it's really, really short, but it's really fucking awesome, so I can't wait to play it, and it's a free game. So carve out a couple hours, play a kick-ass story-driven game, which is what I'm hoping for from those guys. The Life is Strange prequel that they had come out, I have it. I have not yet to have time to play it. Because you got to be, at least for me, in my opinion, you have to be in a certain mindset to play these games because they can get pretty dark pretty fucking fast. And it's an emotional roller coaster. It's not go in there, shoot some stuff, and it's blood and gore, and that's it. It's not Gears. It's the polar opposite of Gears. So I'm really excited to play this game. Check it out. From my understanding, it looks like this is just a promotion because The Life is Strange Season 2, or 2, the sequel, comes out in September. So I'm sure this is like some advertising that they're doing. But at the end of the day, if it's a kick-ass free game, you can't beat that shit. Um, So really, really stoked and excited for that. As we kind of progress here, I wanted to... Because it's been a slow video game week, you know, news-wise. There's been, been some stuff here and there. However, one thing that I teased on last week's episode was that there's a game that I got my hands on that I, I was able to spend some good amount of time with it this weekend with my two brothers playing it on Xbox. And I was bursting at the seams. I couldn't wait to tell you guys about this and share with you this game. My older brother found this game. We were kind of at an impasse within our gaming group. We jumped back on Destiny 2, their Warmind expansion, played that for a couple weeks, and was like, this is fucking, ah. Typical bullshit, keep it moving. So we've been looking for games to play, and just something to kind of get us through September to October for Forza Horizon, for Red Dead, for Fallout 76, something we can jump on for a couple hours over the weekend and kind of geek out together. So we were at an impasse. We were looking on Game Pass to see, like, hey, is there anything there that we can get and stuff like that. So my brother recommended this game that he somehow came across. And he's like, hey, check this out. This game is called Divinity Original Sin 2. This game is 60 bucks. It is on early access on the Xbox right now. It's been out for, I think, over a year now on the PC side of things, the full release. On the early access for Xbox, you only have access to Act 1. Act 1 is about 20 hours of gameplay. We have yet to finish it. I don't even think we're close. While I'm a little, like, ugh, about a $60 early access game, that honestly, I kind of, more that I think about it, I'm like, fuck you. It should have been 30 bones. And they have, the official release of this game is August 31st. They're calling it the def, uh, def, Definitive Edition. So it's going to have 4K, HDR, all that jazz, all cleaned up nice. They're reworking some stuff. I saw a studio video they put on their YouTube page from Lurian Games, who's the developer, going over, like, this is what we're working on, the feedback and everything from the community. So we're checking this game out. I'm going through, and I'm seeing reviews for the PC side of it. I can't really see a bad thing about this game. No negative review. It's fucking nuts. So I'm like, what the hell? How did this go under my radar? How did I miss it? So we get the game, we load in, we start playing and everything like that. Holy shit. I think I jizzed in my pants at least three times in the first hour of this game. 
This game is fucking incredible. It is made with such a passion, such a love from this developer. And basically what Divinity 2 is, the camera angle, if you will, is something, is that of Diablo, but the combat is not freeform. It's actually turn-based. So it is this perfect mixture, this perfect balance of old school tabletop Dungeons and Dragons meets modern day video games just fucking sandwiched together. So you make your own character. They have preset characters you can do of different races. So when you do, when you choose one of these pre-characters, they have their own backstory. It's fully voiced and they have their own special kind of personal quests that, you know, come about and evolve throughout the play of the game. But then what you can do is you can go custom character, pick any race you want. You got your dwarves, you have undead skeletons, you have this reptilian creature, you have humans, I'm trying to think you have elves and stuff like that. So like, for example, like fucking elves, right? No matter if it's an, a, a pre-made tune or a custom one that you name, all this shit features, like you can go through and these are your attribute points for strength, intelligence, etc. They have like, I think eight or 10 different classes that are all fucking unique and different. You have different perks that you can get. So as you level up via experience in the game, you know, you unlock new shit, you do all that stuff, right? So, like, going back to the fucking elf, so one of the possibilities of the elf is you find, like, you find fucking human flesh throughout the game, like on a corpse, right? You loot the corpse, and say you're an elf, you eat, like, a head, okay? So the elves, and they talk about it, it's part of the lore of the game, where the elves experience memories through eating other people. Like, it's fucking wrong, but it's so fucking rad, right? So, and you learn new abilities that way. It's like, holy shit. So you have the undead version, the skeleton version, right? Those fuckers, they, when you go into a town, if you're a skeleton and you're unmasked, like you're not covering your face, vendors, NPC givers, even just regular NPCs that are not quest givers, they'll fucking run away from you in fear and guards will come after you. So you got to cover your face. But then skeletons have a certain ability where they can walk through this death-like poisonous gas that's in, in, environmental and not take damage. So each race each class has their own pros and cons and they blend so well together where it feels like your imagination of how you build your character and kind of what they do is only limited by your imagination in this game you can literally interact with anything you can fucking just pick up books if you want to and just carry them around because you're a fucking uh, you're a fucking librarian i don't fucking know but on certain books you open them up and you read them and boom you learn new abilities or you learn new crafting recipes that is shared amongst all three accounts. So this game can be played solo. If you want to, you can jump on with a group of friends and there's four slots in your party. You can cut out and not pick up an NPC at all. If you want to, that's part of your party. You can say, fuck you. You can go kill any NPC. If you want to, you won't get that quest anymore. It will kill that storyline, but you can do it. Like, there is absolute freedom. Whatever you can think of, you pretty much are able to do it in this game. From the combat, it's turn-based, like I was saying. So everyone gets their turn. You have so many turns per thing. And then at the top of the screen, it will be like, oh, your guys' turn. And then it will rotate between that and whoever you're fighting. I was a little worried about this turn-based because I feel like maybe it's going to slow it down a little bit. But I feel like whether you're playing solo or with a group of people you are being so strategic because there's explosive barrels around, there's oil on the ground. So to kind of give you an idea, say you're sitting there and there's oil, right? 
okay, so one of your buddies who's a warrior, so he's up close front lines kind of dude, he fucking bum rushes the first guy in the line, right? The first enemy that you're fighting. Well, because he's an oil, he's going to slow down. Then if some asshole, whether it's your own team or you, fucking throw fire on that oil, what happens to oil when it's lit on fire? Fucking kabloom. It's a fucking crazy mess. So people are on fucking fire. Your guys are screaming on the mic. It's fucking nuts. The one player, the one character that I decided to make was like this cleric, paladin, healer. You know, that's my thing. I'm tanky. I'm going to heal you. Don't expect a lot of damage from me, right? So I have the ability to cast rain. So later on, I, I can get an ability where I turn, where I can cast ice. So in order to do that, now I've created water. I throw ice on top. So anybody that moves, my teammates or the enemy that moves on ice, they fucking fall down and they get knocked out and they lose a turn. So you have to put fucking nails in your boots so you don't fall down. It's fucking incredible. And you can talk to every single NPC regardless if they have a mission for you or a quest for you or not. There's so many different ways to tackle each quest, which is beautiful. It's it's just so fucking in-depth. It's so... It doesn't hold your hand. It just throw. It doesn't throw you in either, though. They do a good job with the tutorial of kind of do of giving you the basics. But it's like, okay, what can you? You can't do whatever it is you, unless you're like. It just blows my fucking mind how awesome this game is. It's so fucking good, and you go through and I mean, it just they have so much things that they do, whether it's small or big, from a gameplay feature standpoint. That's just so. It's so impressive. So one of my brothers was running the skeleton class. So as a healer, if I throw a heal on him because he's technically undead, he's going to take damage. He has to eat poison or drink a poison um, potion to get his health back. So I can't fucking heal him. So my other brother, he was running the summoner class. He's throwing totems left and right. He has a gimp that comes out. It's a little demon monster that's like maybe part-time sex slave. I don't know. It probably could happen in the lore. Whatever you want. It's the ultimate interactive tabletop D&D. I never got into Dungeons & Dragons. It, it seems cool on the offset, but I'm like, you know, I'm more of a video game kind of guy. This feels that niche, that that just whatever you want to be in this game, they allow you to do it. So we put a good amount of time into it. Just really, really epic. Um, cannot wait to play more of it. So fucking awesome. Um, highly recommend it again. It's called Divinity Original Sin 2. Early access on the Xbox right now. $59.99. I know that's that's pricey for an early access game. So if you're hesitant to buy it because of that, I get it. I understand it. I cannot recommend it enough. It is such a blast. I'm very curious. You know, I can't wait for this thing to fully release. It's going to be really hard to fit in our video game schedule, but I'm going to make room for it, even if it's me playing solo. It's just this ultimate game and the, the, the story, the voice acting, everything. It's so flushed out. It's so fucking good. And you can just tell this developer, Lorian Games, it's oozing with this passion and this love for the project where they just went all in. And they're like, we're going old school. It reminds me a lot of Boulder's Gate, um, the OG version of it. And it's just really, really cool. A lot of classes. And I cannot recommend this game enough. So with that said, guys, that kind of covers my notes for this week. Um, just a couple housekeeping stuff as we go. Um, happy to announce the podcast is now available on Stitcher. So you can listen to the Haven podcast on any, almost any of all your desired podcast locations. Again, we're on the Stitcher. We're on the Google Play Store and you're, we're on Anchor. For those that are using Anchor to listen to this or 
even Stitcher slash Google Play Store. If you want to get involved in the podcast, get involved in the discussion, send a couple questions my way. Uh, if you're using Anchor, we have the built-in feature in that app to do that. But if you're not using Anchor, no problem. You can send any and all questions, comments, or concerns uh, to the Haven Podcast email. The email is thehavenpc at gmail.com. Again, that's thehavenpc at gmail.com. Love to get some questions in, future them on the podcast, kind of go from there. Um, anything you guys want to talk about, it's an open conversation, and I just want to have fun with it. Uh, with that said, we're, I just officially, it's done. It's all finished up this morning. You, we have an Instagram page for the podcast, so just go on Instagram if that's your, if that's your jam. Go on there and just search The Haven Podcast, all one word, all over case. Just search The Haven Podcast on Instagram, follow all that stuff. Still working on the Patreon in the background, working on the different tier system and everything like that. Um, just trying to see what what, it, what it's worth to people in terms of, I, I don't, I want good content for people. I want people to have fun. I want it to develop. I want to offer some good insights, some really fun shit for people to go ahead and, and get involved and everything like that with the development of the podcast and with everything, you know, where it's, where it's going. Also too, last note too, or last note as well. If you have any friends and family that are into TV, film, slash video games, share the podcast with them. Word of mouth, grassroots style, yo. I would greatly appreciate it. It helps us so much to get this off the ground and go where I want it to go and where I th think it can go. Um, so share with friends and family. If you're on Reddit or you're on Reset Era or any of those like video game or TV focused forums or anything like that, post that shit, share that shit. I appreciate it so much and it just helps us go. So with that said, I will talk to you guys this upcoming Friday for the TV slash film episode of this week's podcast. Um, got some cool stuff. I'm really, really excited to talk about a lot of good film shit broke this week and I cannot wait to give another introduction to or not introduction, another recommendation uh, TV-wise. I've been, uh, I mean, a quick, you know, tease. I've been on this really crazy Netflix murder mystery kick, and I am just finding show after show that I'm just like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is so, so good. So again, as usual, thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen. You could be listening to anything else in the world, but you're listening to me right now, and I appreciate that. Hope you guys have a great rest of the day. I'll talk to you guys later this week.